Welcome Argent Tavis to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. They are a band that uses the following tags to describe themselves. Punk, crust, D-beat, dark, hardcore, epic crust, neocrust, punk, and Santa Rosa. Please welcome to the program Argent Tavis. Thank you. For Thanks for having us. us. Hi. Maximum Rock and Roll did a review on the Argent Tavis Dispara split and had this to say of your band. Santa Rosa's Argentavis deliver up some real murky D-beat crust. They've got that heavy driving dirge that never gets too fast, but it is relentless. It's like how an evil look can sometimes be worse than a total freakout. That's what these guys are like. An evil look from the driver of a tank that is slowly driving over you. <laughs> so my first prompt to you is, do you feel that that's an adequate description? Wait, are you Absolutely. serious? That Absolutely. actually happened? That actually happened. Yeah, you got to read your press that. material. I've never seen that. Uh, really? Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. We got that review when Brian was out of the band, actually. I see. Yeah, so. oh, you just got to start with that, huh? Yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oops. But back to the original point, uh, do you folks feel like this band <laughs> is an evil look from the driver of a tank that is slowly driving over you? It it's was. very menacing. It was. Oh, it was. Yeah. So, but it's evolved. But let's talk about what it was like. It then. was like that. But now the driver of that tank is going, and he feels remorseful when he's going and talking to the widow of the person he ran over, and like making amends because yeah, he's just really sad. Now. Yeah. <laughs> he just like you know, it's like. So this used to be like a maybe a more so malicious band, a band that would maybe kill you, and now this is a band. And oh, no, we're still gonna kill you. Yeah, oh, we're still yeah, gonna kill you. Gonna, <laughs> it's not gonna twist you. But in a nice afterwards. way. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. review also came out. I think like was it like two years ago or when you? the record? Yeah. The so first like split. Yeah. it's been a while. Like we recorded that a really long time ago when like the band lineup was a little different. And so like we've grown up too and changed and had different perspectives and so naturally our music has also progressed and evolved and like everyone's gotten better so like when we first started the band it was super straightforward but i think with time and coming into our own life changing us we've just kind of had time to develop a sound that's more appropriate for how we feel about the world currently it's also gone from being really introspective lyrically to more politically aware and focusing on the world around Definitely, us. Definitely, this feels pretty yeah. political as you're, as you're looking at what you guys are talking about. You say that the band has changed a lot over time. That's pretty natural because you all have changed over time. Mm. Were there themes on the earlier releases outside of just like looking inward, inner tumult, um, you know, sadness, isolation? Was there anything on there that's worth mentioning? Because uh, I, I think it's interesting to kind of celebrate the transition the band has gone through. Um, we talking about like mostly the lyrics wise. Yeah, lyrics yeah. wise. Uh, that EP took place when my father was dying of cancer, and I got like heavily addicted to drugs and alcohol, and so it was kind of like a hot mess. And so, um, I think that that album basically is just me coping with loss, and like you mentioned before, like sink into the abyss. It's just kind of watching the world around you kind of like crumble and just like not really being able to do anything about it and you're just watching everything around you fall apart and so and it was a, a pivotal defining moment in your life because yeah. everything you'd known up to that point changed yeah you know? and so like i think that's where like after like i just felt like i had to like 
I needed something to carry me through that in the band and writing. And so like, that's what that EP was about. It wasn't really, there wasn't a lot of uh, external elements going on there. There was like drug addiction, depression, uh, watching my father die and just finding a way to medicate myself. Was that visions and fractures? Um, Fractures is uh, kind of, like the songs kind of go in an order. So like if you start with sedatives, it's basically like dealing with uh, heavily medicating yourself, needing something to just like fall asleep, needing something to get through your days. And so it's like alcohol, cocaine, pills, whatever weed you want to do, like just get through it. And through chemical imbalance, it's like trying to find happiness and like dealing with this shitty place in your life. Uh, going into obsolescence, it's kind of like feeling like you don't really have a place anymore. Like it's just like everything's obsolete. Like shit doesn't matter. Like you've also kind of become this person dealing with all this pain around you and you kind of like with the alcohol and maybe everyone else can relate. Like you kind of do shitty things when you're heavily under the influence. And kind of looking back on that, and then going into chemical imbalance, which I, which I would also add. Sorry to interrupt, but I would also oh, add yeah. that then, then that starts to distort your um, idea of who you are, right? Because yeah. you do shitty things because yeah. you're coping with other things that are going on, and then you start to question your very moral fiber, the yeah. type of person that you are, totally. and then it kind of snowballs into just this like you know kind of worse situation. But yeah, go ahead. yeah. Only uh, chemical imbalance is just literally dealing with like depression. It's a chemical imbalance, like suffering from that, and just kind of being angry about it, not really having much to do about it other than you know self-medicate friends, band. Um, and death rattle is actually a song about listening to my father die yeah and so that's what that death rattle was for me did your dad ever get a chance to see you guys play no actually he was too sick i really wanted him to yeah because you put together a really powerful triad of those three tunes uh i mean for lack of a better way to say it what a great way to send him out what a really powerful way to, to put it into uh your reality and make a reality out of it and put it forward very powerful uh somewhere he probably did see you play it that's the way I believe. But, uh, wow, uh, what an incredible statement for your father. Yeah, I definitely think it's worth mentioning, too. You know, like, uh, Ryan and I grew up together in Guysville, and I knew his father, too. And uh, he always encouraged Ryan to do whatever he could with music. And, uh, you know, he provided us with the tools, you know, as far as, like, guitars and amps and all that. And allowed us to have band practice at his house up there and everything. And I feel like... He was a huge influence, obviously, on him, but also like on where we are now as far as music. So That's true. What I like about what you just said there is that because he encouraged the music, your dad, then he sort of like lives on in whatever music you make. I, I, I think about that when you lose people, and it's like, well, he was the reason that certain things fell into place in your life, so kind of cool that he gets to live on in whatever art you create. And then, yeah, to kind of just like kind of wrap that up, what you're talking about, do the songs have a transition and like that like dynamic? So I think it was like, important to explain what that EP represented in that moment and then transitioning, having that done and then taking a time to stop and then we all started writing new music and the band changed so now we're currently at this new state and the lyrics have changed a lot from being very introspective to external and focusing on larger issues of the world and so much like I feel like I can 
leave that behind me in a, in a way and kind of like move on. And now you can be a little bit more focused instead of being totally overtaken by the emotion of that loss. But go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I stopped drinking. Actually, I've been two years sober. So like that also helped with the lyrical content. And it kind of started going back to school and getting like pol- really interested in politics and philosophy. And so I just kind of used college as a way to propel my writing. And it's just like a giant resource of information to draw from police brutality to a patriarchal system to material culture and finding that we have this band and it's a platform where we can raise awareness and talk about these issues and that's kind of i think that's important now uh, graveyard's a journey it's it's it starts out slow it's almost like um it's a thriller it's a crest symphony Psychological yeah. thriller, and it's a modern thriller. It's almost like some of the old, uh, uh, certain Stravinsky pieces. Uh, right. A friend of mine said, "Dude, man, if you want to, if you want to know uh, where metal got started, just listen to Stravinsky and, and some of those guys." And, and it starts out slow and like builds that. its way up, mm-hmm. and it's you're on this journey with that tune. It's it's a great tune. And that song's is theme is like police brutality, and it started with like Andy Lopez getting shot yep. in uh, Roseland. And that sparked... Um, Authority. The ruler of our laws. It preys on age, gender, and your skin. Yeah. So I, the length of that song allows me to kind of write more of an essay than the other songs are very like straightforward. But these dudes, I'll write the music first, and then I'll kind of like listen to it and like take some notes, and then it kind of comes through in that process. You actually had the numbers in there, I thought. Every 28 hours, a yeah, person of color it. is that killed by a cop. Fascinating. Yeah. I mean, actually, I hadn't ever read that before then. It's in a Guardian yeah, article, actually. Probably should do like a citation on the lyrics that I was getting that information from there. I, it's, look, you put it out there, and, mm-hmm. and it, it's little things like that that are important for people to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, you end the song, too, with a call to challenge these unjust actions to be held accounted to honor those lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, also important to note that Andy Lopez was a Santa Rosa resident. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure most people that listen to this will know that. But mm-hmm. uh, obviously that happened and that affected you. Do you find that that happening caused you to educate yourself more on this subject than you would have otherwise? I think it stimulated it because it was in our own neighborhood and it was alarming that this child was killed by an officer and I was following the story and it was just really troubling like why was he shot by them like there just didn't really seem to be much interaction between the scene of when they saw him and the event unfolded it seemed like there could have been more there was none yeah more precautions or just conversation or something just like shot and then and that seemed really wrong, and then also I believe this is correct, but that officer later on got like a promotion. It just doesn't seem fair, and so it's just like, is this fair? Can we question this? Can we raise accountability? Can we have a conversation about this? Like, how can we fix this problem? Like, it's going on in a lot of communities, and I think it's something that's important and people should talk about and be aware of. Does the table have very little hope for things improving in our future? We, we talk politics every once in a while on here, and uh, it seems like the mood is fairly bleak uh, amongst uh, the sorts of folks that come on this show. What do uh, Morgan, Jordan, Shredder, what do you guys feel about that? You don't want to know my answer to that. <laughs> no, I, I oh, do. I think, I mean, I mean, I mean, when you answer it like that. <laughs> just, I'm just my apathetic feelings just seem to take over my drive to for to do anything good or think that anything's going to change it just it just wears you down like you know I've always been really 
into political and social uh, activism, and I've always researched that and uh, been into that scene. And just like at this point, it's not—I'm not giving up, but I just—I just don't have anything left. I don't have to just keep doing it, you know. It's like it just—I'm just worn out, you know, just worn out with life and everything. Just everything they throw at you, it just grinds you down until you're just trying to just keep your head above water, above water, just to get through your day, you know. And that's. That's How long do you think that's really? been going on in Western culture? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Forever since capitalism, since on capitalism, right? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you can look since at how would how would it suck to have to be working as a slave on the pyramids, or yeah, to be one of the frontline soldiers in in a Roman attack, or even to have to die in the Colosseum, and and uh, you can just keep going and going and going. Some poor schmuck that's in the front lines uh, marching to uh, Waterloo for uh, Napoleon, or. Oh my God! Being in one of the for in Pickett's charge in Gettysburg, Ugh. same you shit know? now. It's just different circumstances, right? You know? Yeah, this is, this is part of the cyclical nature of history, yeah. right? Where where when you try to take down power and you fail or it changes, they learn and they learn new ways to enslave people. Yeah. You know, to to force you into the lifestyle that they choose for you. Yeah, I think I like to keep optimistic. If I were to. <laughs> After all that. Uh, yeah, I mean, even after, I mean, yeah, even with, like, a current administration and things being super shitty, but if you just, like, give up, nothing's yep. going to change. Bravo. And so, like, you have to have some optimism that things are going to get better because that's the reason why you keep fighting to change the system if it's fucked up and broken. Like, if you don't have any passion or fire, or if it's, I, I think, like, you need to keep some little glimmer of hope. I guess with all that, it's, coming back to what we do as far as music it's that idea of yo we understand things are messed up we get that but we're gonna sit here and we're gonna play music and we're gonna talk about it you know things may not change or whatever but we're still gonna make something pretty out of it you know and add a voice to the culture of resistance exactly. to try to inspire more in the future. Exactly. If it means anything to you guys, usually at the end of a metal show is when I get the most thank yous. Why do you keep saying we're metal? Like, we're, we're punk. Oh, man, I know what your pit looks like. I, I know what your pit looks like. I just I just listened to you guys play. I've been listening to you all day, and I know what your pit looks like. So much. And if it's the right pit, and those people are getting exactly what they came to get, they're one of the happiest audiences at the end of the night. Right. I feel like maybe uh, punk is more reflective of what you believe your upbringing yeah. is, your soul punk, is. Punk they, is not the style of music you play. It's the your mentality yeah. Yeah. of how you carry yourself. Punk is idealism. Metal is not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an important differentiation. And you believe that this band is more than just a genre of music yeah. that you play. Uh, and in that vein, let's talk about... Do you want to say one more thing about yeah, genre? Yeah, I was going to say, look, Beethoven <laughs> was metal and, and uh, Mozart was punk, okay? Uh, Beethoven was punk as fuck, man. Yeah. Oh, no, man. no, no. He was so metal. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you want to justify that? All right, all right, yeah. justify that? what he's doing with, those deep bre- with his deep brass and... Oh, he, he did have some blast beats. But oh, there, my yeah. God. Is that guy... He gets, Pounds you. He can. You can get pounded. Bach pounding you. Both Holy great D-beat so artists. Um, Bach, the Bach, ultimate D-beater. They're good D-beaters. Track number two, Material Possessions. That song, I think, is a social commentary on American consumer culture and observing how much people buy useless, unnecessary shit. And that that kind of seems to be their driving purpose in life and kind of noticing that, like, people go to work and choose to just like spend to create happiness for themselves and 
that's fine if that's like what you want to do. But I think there is, I know like again, an awareness that needs to be um, made that there's more to life than just your materialistic possessions. Like there is friendships, there's love, there is nature, there is getting engaged in your communities. There is more than just plastic buying it. Does anybody at the table have, uh, back to the earlier point we talked about in track one, uh, an idea as to how this all is going to play out? Uh, there are some people who believe in like uh, the great unraveling. Is any of us going to be around to see it out? Are we going to be able to open a history book and read about it in our lifetime? Uh, we are, uh, we're Pompeii. <laughs> What's I, that's book? what I finally figured mm-hmm. out. This is uh, Petaluma <laughs> in, in, the, in the North Bay is, is Pompeii of, of, its, of our day. Hashtag we are we living are in Rome, and uh, we we have all that Rome has to offer before us, and uh, uh, we get to play in those pools. <laughs> the only thing missing will be the volcano, but I mean, Korea might be able to take care for, of that. For now. the no. uh, for for the listener out there who doesn't know what Pompeii was to Rome, would you mind describing oh my briefly God, it was, why it, we are Pompeii? Uh, you know, Rome, uh, Pompeii at the time was was the height of of everything that Rome wanted to be. It was it was uh, your resort town almost. You could go and find anything you wanted there. Uh, and I I have a feeling it was twenty four hours, and that's what this area has become all of a sudden. Rome fell, and uh, maybe maybe other things oh. will fall too in the future. Yeah. I think yeah. we can see the volcano. I mean, yeah. there's it's pluming. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's there's, definitely going to happen. The, man. the ep- economic divide. There's uh, climate change, climate warming, yeah. and like if humanity wants to continue, like we get off the planet or we fix it, and we treat each other with respect, and we build yeah. a system in which we, you know, we're unified, and we have the opposite. And the opposite has maintained power, continues to, and yeah. that's even, where it looks Even though dire. the voices have always been there for everybody to, to live together right. and live in peace, the voices have been there. There's sure. been research uh, that shows that there may actually be two distinct types of people with two distinct kinds of mind. Uh, one is worried with, about power and themselves and their family and what they can see. And the other is worried about universal things, about the world, about humanity. And they, I mean, neuroscientists are seeing this like distinct divide in the way that minds work and they're classifying it as two kinds of people. And so the question is like, well, if you are born to want power, to seek power, how are you not going to take it when everyone else just wants to be happy and universally happy and support one another? And it like, it sets the stage for people to just usurp, take power. And it's kind of like shaped our world and so the real question is like how do we avoid those people taking power coming to power how do we not vote those people in right maybe we uh, i don't know i haven't read the lyrics but uh track number three renounce mm-hmm. what are we renouncing in track number three that song is renounce is talking about a patriarchal society that we live in and the way that america has defined males as violent objects and women as sex objects and I think it's being aware of that environment and being brought up as a socialized, conditioned male and not really being aware of your, how do I say that? Not being aware that perhaps you are the problem based on the way you've been conditioned in your society, recognizing that and being able to challenge it and do something about it to get out of that uh, sexist mind state or to be an ally to other people, to 
be aware of issues, uh, to be aware of sexual abuse in your community, just to stop being like this over aggressive male who seems to like dominate in this American culture. And the, and the final track on the new album is called Pathogen. Yes. Could you tell us about Pathogen, please? Uh, Pathogen is a commentary on war and our state as a human species and our impact on the earth, such as the environment and how the name Pathogen refers more to a disease and that we're slowly killing our planet and we're killing ourselves and we're not really compromising and it's just this vicious cycle that seems to be going on. And so it doesn't really have like a point or it's just kind of like a generalization of just like looking at like foreign countries fighting with each other, um, people like not really caring about the environment or global warming or something. And it's just leading to this area that seems to be as like humans as a species seem to be this like parasite that's killing the earth. And it's like, are we that or can we be something different can is that just an unchecked mode that everyone's in at the time and not really thinking further about so i think it's just it's adding perspective to uh something that people see and hear every day you know but then when they think of it in that sort of context so you know um uh, an uplifting time to be alive uh and perhaps this album is a reflection of uh of the time that it is created in Mm-hmm. It'll be a good um, thing that people can look to when we're all gone. Uh, the, you know, the, the aliens can look at it and they can be like, oh, that's what was going on. Okay. I have a pretty good idea as what happened to this species. <laughs> Tom, do you have any closing thoughts for the episode, I guess? I like the band. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Dog on it. Thanks, Tom. I think, these, Thanks, Tom. I think these guys are one of the best metal bands we've had at this table. <laughs> Fuck oh, you, shit. Tom. Metal That's a punk band. Here we go. One of, one of the crustiest, punkest metal bands we've ever I had like at this it. table. Okay. How, da- how dare you? I'll take it. <laughs> so I think that it is um, a project that is very worth documenting, and I hope that it can continue in the way that it has, even with a member <laughs> living on the East Coast. And, so you know, you... you you are you've been a presence this is a band that's been a presence in the local scene you know you look over the shows and the people you've played with and you're you've been a significant part of the scene that you live in and i think there's something to be said for that and i'm glad that we got to document like where you guys were at in july of 2017 so i i and i really appreciate how open you were about the earlier stuff i know sometimes it's not the most comfortable to talk about that stuff yeah but we all have it we all experience some version of that at some point mm-hmm. in our lives and there's something really beautiful about sharing it so thank you for that yeah, thanks for having us and next up the reason we're here a performance yeah. by the band Argentavis thanks for joining us guys thank Get you up. thank you for having us <laughs>